What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo Gig News and Interviews. I'm your host, Steve. Let's get it on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gig App Podcast by Para, a weekly show that David and I, David, CEO of Para, and I do. Um, and for the rest of the year, we have CEOs coming on. Today, I know you guys all knew that uh, Chris Heffernan was uh, scheduled to come on. Chris is sick, um, and we've rescheduled Chris for December 7th, which is a Thursday as well. Luckily, though, we do have Ashley uh, Campo. Did I say that right? Campos, yeah. Okay, yeah, Campos, yeah. sorry. Um, we have Ashley Campos, who is the uh, CSO for Delivered, the uh, Chief Strategy Officer. Um, so we are going to still go through with today. And uh, if you guys have questions, please leave them in the chat. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we have we can go through a lot of this. And you guys, we're going to talk about markets and, um, and other things too. So if you have your... Uh... <laughs> Well, and that just shows you how live we are because we got the email today that he was sick at like, I don't know, noon. So sometimes we just, I had to juggle my whole notes and move them to December 7th because I don't <laughs> want to take away from my Chris notes. But we're going to, we're still going to have a great show. And you guys ask all your questions, please put all your concerns, put all your questions, put all your comments in the, in the chat and we'll, we'll get to them. Um, but okay, so uh, first and foremost, Ashley, thank you for joining us. Of course, thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. As you can see, she's at the green screen delivered headquarters in, I think she said Virginia. <laughs> so, yep, Virginia. <laughs> um, yeah. okay, oh, so you've been on UDM stream before, okay. Um, all right, so the I, I, first comment thing I want to make is not it's not directly associated with deliver, but I want to say this. So I've been talking to people all week and all the time, but this week and last week, especially DoorDash volume is down by a major amount too. Um, they are trying to make up some of their money in recapping in, in taking more money from the customers percentages, which we know are variable rates um, to make up for their 18 to 20% uh, volume that they are potentially down right now. Um, we know that customers yesterday in the in the app, customers who tip zero dollars in the DoorDash app now get an alert if you tip zero dollars that says if if you don't tip, expect the food to arrive cold. So, is that good? Yes, for the drivers. But again, I think something that's going to happen from this is the customers already. They're not tipping because they're mean people. We're all in tough times right now. And they think they're spending too much on delivery as it is. So to get this warning is going to be a, really going to upset them. Um, so luckily, though, during this time when all this is going on with DoorDashers across the country, and we talk market to market, but right now, every market I talk to, the DoorDash system is down. If you're not multi-apping, you're, you're done. Um, there's no way people are just not making it on DoorDash. The oversaturation levels are at an all-time high. It's ridiculous. And I know you guys onboard at a more paced rate. You guys even come into cities at a more paced rate. And hopefully we'll get into that a little bit, how that comes about. Because I know that one of the main questions I was getting was, what, what market's next? When are they coming to mind? When are they coming to mind? When are they going? And I'm sure that Ashley can't provide us a map in a in a in an actual trail but there are sometimes hints of what cities might be next or you know what you know just how quickly it's growing because i will say about delivered i feel like and we were all talking a little bit before this um i feel like you guys are growing at a much quicker pace than most um obviously that means you're doing well with whether it be easy cater or other things like that they respect you guys on a level that they don't a lot of other apps um, and therefore, that's what helps you guys launch into cities is my take on it. Am, am I correct so far? 
Yeah, so Easy Cater is one of our larger partners, like you know, but we're also going after direct partnerships that we have with nationwide chains or regional chains. And that's been a big focus of ours this year as well. Yeah. Um, so, okay. First and foremost, um, just like the ParaWorks app and like Deliver, I, I, I think Deliver that does it as well. And you guys and all the apps that provide complete transparency, even like last mile courier apps like Curry, um, one of my favorites, the ones that provide 100% transparency, that's something that David and I have always agreed on is the most important factor, the most important ingredient. However, there are others probably too, but if you're being 100% transparent, you can't get mad at the app because there isn't trickery. As long as there's not a punishment for not taking it, you can't get mad at offers. And we've always said that. I mean, a, an app, a Lyft offer could be for a dollar, but you're like, I'm not doing that for less than 50. At least they're being honest and showing me what you're going to be paid for doing what. That's all we can really ask for in, in these times with these apps. They all gamify, except for some of the smaller ones like Delivered. So th first, thank you for being a transparent app and what we consider a good one. And um, the markets you're in, like I know you're in Denver now. Um, how many markets in the U.S. are you in? We're in a little over 150 markets, maybe now closer to 160. So, and how many how many states do you know? Oh gosh, I think almost all of them. I mean, maybe some of this not in the middle of the country states, but almost all of them. Okay, right. So maybe not like a and no diss on these states, but Wyoming or North Dakota might not have it. But you are. Okay. Yeah. Most of the tier one, tier two cities we're in. Okay. So, cause I know a lot of people are, um, are asking about markets. And so when you say that, I'm wondering, I know a lot of the people asking about markets and they're like in town, they're in cities with, um, professional football teams. I would think that that would fall in cities you'd already be in. For the most part, I would think so too. Which cities are that I'm not seeing. Um, well, no, it's, it was, it's just people I know and where the, I just oh. happen to know where they are. And they're like, when yeah. is delivered coming here? Well, as long as we have orders to deliver, we can be there. So that's kind of what drives where we're going with the partnerships that we have. So even with a, a big partnership like Easy Cater, you don't know, that doesn't necessarily mean you, you are getting every Easy Cater in every market. So now you can go to every market. I don't know if there's a better way to explain that to people, but. Right. Easy Cater has, um, I'm sure you guys deliver Easy Cater orders on other platforms too, but Easy Cater has a couple of different partners. So they send those orders and split those orders up among their different partners. Delivered is a, is a large partner of Easy Cater, but no, we don't get all the orders. Wish we did, but we don't. Yeah. We had a question um, related to that from Tim. Is like, how does Easy Cater decide which apps to send the orders to? Well, I don't know 100% of Easy Cater's secret sauce or everything like that, but I know that, you know, we're graded on our performance and how reliable that we are. So I know that pays a big part. So making sure that we're not getting the orders there too early and not too late and even too early is, you know, is just as bad as being too late. So making sure that we're falling within those metrics and providing good pictures and kind of just doing all the right things, um, you know. I'm sure they tend to shift more orders to those types of apps than other ones. Um, okay. So how obviously the DoorDash large order program, the LOP, I don't know if you're familiar with it being called the large order program, but I'm guessing that had a significant play in you guys coming into the market because you are, it is a catering app. There are some smaller orders as well, but it is a catering app. And so you're looking for the bigger jobs that pay better. Um, I know there's people in the live chat that I can see who I know sometimes gauge things on, okay, yeah, it pays this much, but the order amount is for $3,000. So think about the workload too. You're going to be doing a lot more work, so it should pay better. But obviously these are the ones you're going after. Is there a way that... Um, is there anything that you can expl explain without getting into your secret sauce about how customers get the pricing out and how it unfolds? Sure. So 
we try to focus on the gigs that are going to get the most money for the drivers that theoretically is catering in some markets we do things outside of catering too and one of our big explorations this year is even into some routed deliveries some small package deliveries um, and really trying to find that balance between what pays well and um, what is worth it from a mileage standpoint for the drivers. We track that closely, like what makes sense for dollars per mile. David, sure. I know you guys do that too. So it's not so it's not based on it's more the dollar per mile. It's not necessarily based on the load size. No, it's both. I mean, the drivers on delivered get a bigger, a larger base fee as the dollar value goes up. Um, of the order size, and then as well as whatever tip comes through, 100% of the tips always get pushed through to the drivers. Yeah, and those and those are showing up front. I think I asked who was it I was asking this. Um, I see Gigwise is in here too, and he does he does a lot of delivered, um, and he's. Uh, I I don't know. I feel like he's saying, uh, David, can you put that one up on the screen? That last one, the relish orders. Do you know about this? Yeah, we've we've heard that from drivers, um, and we do talk to and relay all these messages back to EasyCater. The way Relish works is it's um, you know more individual orders than a large order, so it's a little bit different of a tip structure in it and a base fee structure with it. And we have been talking to EasyCater about that, um, and everyone everyone wants to do what's best for the driver, so. We're, we're trying to make that happen better for you guys. Okay. Because, um, I mean, you do have some tiers too, right? Or somehow, I can't remember how it was explained to me. I have the app now because you guys are in Denver. I had a little trouble getting on it. I finally had to switch it over to another phone, and then I did get it to load. So well, I guess we'll see. Um, but I know other people like Tony, the Driven Dad, is in here, and he's doing very well with your app in Denver. So I'm sure part of it was just my loading in of it. Um, but so we had a question here. So this is um, here. Mm. So some drivers. So this is this is a question from somebody. Some drivers are reporting that they are no longer receiving offers from your company, even though they accepted all the offers they were sent. They see other drivers in the area getting offers. Is there something these drivers need to do to start receiving offers again? Um, you can always contact us at drive, um, drive at deliver.io. And I have an 844 number I can give out or I can post in the chat where you can contact us and talk to the partner experience team who can go into your app, see if there's something wrong, if there's some sort of settings, make sure that you're always updating your app to the newest release. Sometimes that was, that was an issue with people. Um, and it could just be the number of drivers in the area versus the number of orders. I know we probably have a lower volume of orders than some of the other apps, just because we're more particular with the orders that we do take. Um, and we also try, like you said earlier, to onboard the driver slowly or put them on a wait list so we don't oversaturate that because we try, we try to be really aware of that. Yeah, so when you came to Denver, I was luckily able to just onboard right away. But, um, you know, I think I got the code from UDM when I knew about it. And I just said, okay, boom. And I was even before you launched here, because there was a, actually you put out a launch date and oddly you launched like two weeks before it <laughs> or whatever I was seeing on like other social media said like, <clears throat> excuse me, like middle of September or something it said like S September 16th delivered Denver. And then like September 1st, you were live. And I was like, wait, what just happened? So, I mean, it was nice trickery. You know, it was nice to see like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm expecting the 16th. Wait, you're live. Oh, no. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I know this person specifically lives in Florida. Part of the reason that I think this question was asked by them was when they actually took a vacation to here to Denver and they had the app on and they got three offers and while they were here in Denver, they didn't take any of them. And then they went back to Florida and they didn't get any and they were getting them before they left. So I guess that's why I wanted to clear up the mis any misconception that acceptance rate matters. It doesn't on your platform. 
No, and it just could be the closest driver to that order. It could be, you know, something along those lines where it got offered to somebody else before. Um, again, density plays a lot into that with the number of orders. I got a question for everybody on here too. Like, would you guys rather see a higher volume of orders, even if they were lower paying, or do you want to stay with kind of the higher, higher ticketed orders? That's a good I'd question. love to get feedback. That's a good question. That's a good question. Or an opt in, an opt in for, for, for weaker offers yeah. almost. Yeah. Right, because we have a lot of opportunities to take those and we kind of say, eh, I don't know, think if it's what our driver's base want, but we also hear we want more orders. So, you know, where's that balance? I'd love to hear from right, you Right, because too. you don't, because I, I get that too, because again, I do a lot of last mile stuff. I'm going to do a comparison here that some of these people work, the apps I'm about to talk about, like Curry compared to Rody. Curry is like the top shelf of last mile. Maybe that's where you guys are because they don't have roadie offers. So right. would are you guys wanting to see roadie offers on the delivered app or would you just rather keep at these top shelf offers? <laughs> well, what we're kind of what we're kind of looking towards is making meaningful routes for our drivers. So um, and this is all being built out in the app um, as we speak. but it's kind of like we know during lunch that's a hot time to make a lot of money. And we don't want to get a lot of low paying orders during that time. So it might be something where at 10 a.m. you have a lower paying order at 11, you get your big catering. Then, you know, maybe at one you see enough something else. And then during those middle of the day when it's a little bit slower, a couple routes even for small packages or lower paying offers to to kind of build out an entire day. Yeah, no, I like I like routes again on Curry. They have routes. You know, so mm -hmm. again, that's a, it's another great way to go on that top shelf app. So it yeah. might be a way to, I don't know if you guys would do it like them with, with them. It's, it's, it's kind of night and day different. I don't use my vehicle. It's a 26 foot moving truck, but I also get paid for eight hours. Even if it takes me four, there's some kind of like cap on the amount of like, you, you usually get paid for more hours because it's a lower hourly rate. So mm -hmm. you usually get paid for more hours for taking the block and just getting it done. Right. So right. I don't know if that's how you'll work. Yeah, it, but. Most, people, most people are saying like higher paying orders. I'll decline 50 bucks at lunch, which is almost what you're saying. I don't want the riffraff. No low pay. Yeah. yeah. I only do big catering orders during lunchtime. Uh, I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, so I mean, I guess you could, you could do the low paying orders and have that be like the punishment section for those people that do bad. <laughs> So you guys do a good job out there. Don't screw up these good apps. <laughs> hey, he did a breakfast order today on undelivered, Tim. Or? Probably he does a lot of delivered. He does. Yeah, he's a, he's a, Tim's in Tim's in St. Louis, and uh, that's that's usually proves to be just like Denver is a is a very good gig market. Yeah, like Josh, Josh is outside um, Philadelphia. He's in King of Prussia. Um, mm -hmm. so I know he, I don't know how delivered is for him there. I know he does a lot of delivered that again, there's, you know, I mean, there's so many of these apps coming out, which is actually a good thing. It's just more competition to steal them away from DoorDash where they don't belong. Because let's be honest. I mean, you guys are just, you're just, you're just gambling when you're taking DoorDash orders. That's all you're doing. You're hoping on the best. <laughs> And the way that we used to read DoorDash orders and decide if we're going to take them or not, that really can't be done anymore. It's just very basic now. Um, it's so saturated. They can put out the worst offers and people are that thirsty or hungry and they're taking them. And it's just That's sad. Like just now that was interesting to me. So you do have an 844 number so you can call in and get help. I thought that was pretty cool. Nice yeah, we do. Like She's reluctant to get it out. No, I'll put it out. <laughs> can I type in the chat or something? I will. Oh, uh, yes, in, you can, in, or in StreamYard, I don't think she can. Maybe, but I don't think you can. And they tell me nothing. Oh, wrong. Gary, I'm sorry. Gary, uh, I don't know what to tell you. It might be a setting on where where the orders are versus how many drivers might be closer to where. Well, I'm sorry, where the order is and how many drivers might be closer to that who get the offers before you and if you live further out. But the number... Like having oh. the number is awesome, right? I mean, that's just, you know, 
something I think we hear a lot from drivers is it would be nice to talk to a human, right? So yeah, if you have the number, yeah. we'll post it. We'll post it right here. Yeah. Or if if you can't type into the chat, you can put it into the private chat, Ashley. Yeah, I'll and then do we that. can move it over. To um, they're gonna don't all flood in tomorrow, and then they're gonna say, Ashley, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Friday, you guys. Yeah, pace yourself, call, yeah. Like, Ashley, extreme me, Ashley, cases only in. first, and then slowly. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Not all tomorrow. Gage how important it is now that you're going to get the number. Otherwise, we're going to give you a fake one. <laughs> yeah, because I'm imagining that you don't, that, you know, those, I know this from other companies too that are smaller and here in United States based and really trying to make their mark here. Um, those call centers are usually, look, I mean, let's be honest, the whole app market usually the better apps are run by companies that have good customer support. Without good customer support, you end up going down that horrible road and the app workers hate it. And there's all kinds of jokes out about, you know, with DoorDash, if you hear, if you hear a goat in the back, just hang up because they can't do anything for you. You know, yeah. it's so to have that number is huge. So. And we do try to answer. I mean, I know that we have a lot of chats and a lot of calls coming in every day and we try to do our best to get there. We've also, like you said, grown over the past you know, year and we're staffing up to even be able to get to everything faster and faster. We brought on, I think, two additional people just for driver support this week alone, just to, just to help. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so... Uh, so the premiere, okay. Somebody want, I, we, I, I just want to either extinguish us or if it's, if there's some truth to it, because advertising is advertising Do getting delivered catering bags, make a difference at all in orders in Not your orders getting offered to you. Because some people, there's been some, some theories out there. And again, they're always just theories, but there's been some theories that if you ordered a delivered bag, take a picture of it that you're getting some better offers or more or something. So that's kind of a half truth. It doesn't have to be a delivered catering bag, but you do have to have a large size catering bag to deliver. That's part of what we sure. talk about when sure. we talk to the, to the brands. Um, you do have to take a picture. Your There's orders that are tagged with bags or carts that need, need to happen for the larger orders. Um, you have to have that tag on your driver profile to be able to take the ones that are tagged with catering bags on it. We understand that maybe some drivers, you know, take a little bit to get it in, but then once that tag is there, you should be eligible for all those. So I see that there was just a comment here from, uh, um, from Chris Baker. Um, I just wanted to, I, I was just seeing it too. I haven't, I haven't heard, heard this one before, but to be more specific on this, can you just, can you explain how the side of the tipping is done? Like for the customer, just kind of how the flow goes when they're putting in the orders. So I guess on most of the orders, the tip comes right through to the, you know, from the customer to us. Um, there is something where on a relish order, for example, we get tips, the, same day is when the orders come in and could be adjusted. So we put a estimated tip in there and we make sure that that doesn't go down. We might use a lower amount and then we add it. We tag it up as the tips come through to the drivers. Um, why it would be 10%. I don't know. It could be, we sometimes up the tip. If there's no tip, we'll actually add some of our own funds to the tip. If it doesn't meet the minimum delivery requirements for some of it. I don't know if that's what you're saying. I don't think it's a straight I think 10%. He's, I think he's pointing out the 10% is low because, I mean, most people tip 18 to 23%. So I think, no, no, no. yeah. So I think he's saying maybe that you answered it already is my point. Maybe that 10% is what you're putting in on relish orders and until you actually reconcile and see what the actual tip was. Yep. But the tips never go down and a hundred percent of the tips go straight through. So that's funny. You say the tips never go down because I've asked delivered people if, if they've seen the tips go up and only a couple have said, well, once or twice, like 
it seems like not often do they go up, but yes, nobody's ever told me it's gone down. So, so it's not often that when you reconcile that actually changes then really. Not normally. Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. And it's not, and I'm guessing that the people who are placing, again, I haven't been on your customer side of the app, but I'm guessing that the way it's done, people don't, unlike like if I had a good delivery here, I might go back into the app, give the, if something out of the ordinary happened where the guy really did something extra, I might go back in and give him an extra tip. But I'm guessing it's not that kind of thing because it's catering. So it's like, look, I already tipped. I already took care of this. Even yeah. if they're like, wow, this went amazing. It's almost like, yeah, well, we already took care of it, though. Right. And a lot of times it's companies that are doing it and they might have their specific budgets or guidelines versus me getting it at home and thinking that I had a rock star driver come to my door. Um, I don't know. I think we just addressed this. Why doesn't pay tip adjustment oh, on prop 22 um my guess is is maybe they're not maybe they're exempt from the flex group of prop 22 there are companies who are um so the ones who got slammed for prop 22 guys are the ones who um the giants lyft uber um you know instacart doordash uber eats grubhub they're the ones who got slammed that's why they formed an association I don't know that they came in because I've talked to other little companies too who are like, no, we've talked to our lawyers and we don't pay Prop 22. Yeah. So yeah, I think people don't realize like AB5 was pretty encompassing, but Prop 22 was specifically a carve out for uh, a group of companies. So it actually doesn't apply. But I think a lot, David, I think a lot of people think that it's a gig app carve out for any gig app in the world. And I'm like, I'm thinking, no, it's it has to state it. And it's not every gig app, it's the ones that they went. To went to court with back and forth and we're battling with and put in 218 million dollars the most that a proposal funding in california has ever had so it's i mean it was the it was the giant's way of buying their way out of something and now it's just a big problem for people on both sides the companies and the people collecting it because they don't it's not working out except for the except for some of the delivery people for like with the rideshare people it never worked out because it was 120 percent of your minimum wage minimum wage in california varies between 16 and 20 dollars so at 20 it would be 24 that you have to make no rideshare driver in an active hour is making less than 24 dollars. so therefore they don't see anything and that's how it was written but when it went into law in 2020 nobody expected a pandemic three months later and so they didn't factor in the food delivery space which was doing that much at the time so yeah. i think we got a couple of questions here i think probably just double clicking on this i think gig wars is busy saying i've been seeing small flat rate tips on large orders we're used to see 15 percent uh i think sort of uh who else is saying this as well similarly and i think it actually goes to what you were saying just now right it's like there's some of these orders it seems particularly relish where because it can be adjusted, you are going in and putting in a floor. And if it doesn't meet the floor, you're matching it. And if it's above, you come back and add it back to it. Is that is that correct? Or Yes. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm, so, I'm starting to go through some of these too. I'm seeing some as well. Uh, but I'll keep, David, you can pull up the questions. I'll, I'll keep going. And if you see questions, just pull them up. Um, but... Uh, so I know you I know you won't speak badly of them and I appreciate that, but do you have any take on this DoorDash situation? And just kind of the I mean, I've been trying to say this on my weekly podcast, um, is that look, it's it's not just gig apps, it's everybody. I mean, we've like been very it doesn't matter where you are politically, we've been very cautious to not say the word recession, but we're in one. We're coming up on the holidays. Inflation, we all know is a problem. Um, w2 or not people are having a hard time um it's just what it is and obviously like i had a talk with lou and mary and i'm gonna be very honest here uh the long island dash experience and they had a lou had a very interesting concept that during the pandemic when people had all this money there was you know we couldn't go out we couldn't do anything so almost like ordering food we were some of us had stimulus and this and that and the other or all of us did on some level but you could order food and you really weren't going out. So it was like, that's one thing that not only was it bringing you food, but it was like fun to do. It's like one of the few fun things you could do in the pandemic. And so 
Lou had a theory that maybe a lot of these people who use food delivery apps, now this doesn't apply to catering, but I'm just interested in your take on this, who people who use these catering or the food delivery apps are at a point where they really have a, they have an addiction to it on a level and they really can't afford it. Because when I asked him about tips, he's like, I don't see less people tipping. I think the same people who used to tip me 20, 25 bucks are now tipping me two or three. Yep. He's like, so they're not stopping. He's like, but they've like crazy reduced the tip. And he said, it's probably, and I'm like, so his view was even if they took the tip out, it would probably still be too much for them to spend. Well, I think that in general, I mean, the cost of food, everything like that has gone up so much. I've, you know, I'm in restaurants day in and day out and I talk to owners and they have to raise their base prices 20, 20, 30% just to account for the cost of labor, paying their employees more, the cost of food, the cost to get the food everywhere. And unfortunately, I feel like people think of tips as optional a lot of times and it's the last thing that gets paid and they have to pay the money for their food if they want it. But the tip is at their discretion. So I, unfortunately, we see lower tips coming through now. And like you said, in the pandemic, it was like, that's what you had to do to get your your food or your groceries or whatever it was there. And people were happy, like so happy to have that service where they didn't have to go out. Um, and it's just changed a little bit. Yeah. I mean, well, it's clearly changed a lot. Um, because I mean, people are living back in a more reality world. And at a time when, I mean, we're approaching the holidays here, guys. And like, inflation what does inflation mean one of the big things is it means you're gonna spend a lot more in christmas so how are you going to spend that much more money when it's harder to make the money so people are getting a little no matter what level of living you're at people are getting a little more hoarding of their money right now even the people who might be addicted and are used to these apps so why are we seeing that downfall but sometimes things happen for a reason and maybe just maybe a lot of these other apps like delivered and other ones are seeing tons of customers coming to them because they're not seeing that. Like the only reason I, I know a lot of restaurants who hate DoorDash and Uber Eats. The only reason they even deal with them is because of the volume. If that volume goes down, they're done. Yeah. They're happy to move on. In fact, there's a new app called um, owner.com that allows the restaurants to go and form their own little like groups that will deliver. And yep. so it's kind of like the I'm I'm done with these gig apps. And it's it's kind of interesting, you know, because before that wouldn't have even been a thought. Um, and again, this doesn't affect you guys. Uh, but I mean, are are you seeing on the markets you're in, are you seeing you're not seeing a drop in order volume? Or if it is, it's just kind of a fluctuation one. It's you're not seeing any kind of trend that looks bad. No, not in overall total order volume, but these weeks, especially this last quarter of the year, are crazy. I think last week was predicted to be one of the slower weeks, and then the week before that was a gangbuster week. And then as we go into the holidays, you know, it's just going to drop. Um, I think even weather has a lot to do with what you see people ordering. If it's snowing, for us, people aren't going into the office, so they're not getting catering, or they get canceled. Um you and don't think around the holidays, you guys will just absolutely blow up? It depends on the week. There's certain for holidays, you will. Um, you know, I mean, like, I'm not talking about so much like on Christmas. I'm talking about like Christmas parties at offices. and. Yes, but then two weeks before or the week between Christmas and New Year's, nobody's in the office. So there's not going to be any any orders. So it's really fluctuate. it really fluctuates with that. And I think it's hard to as a driver, because I was a delivery driver, a gig app delivery driver myself too. So it's like, that's when you want the most money too around the holidays to, <laughs> to pay for everything. And that's when yeah. it gets a little harder or there's an influx of more people trying to make an extra cash before the holidays that come in. Yeah. Um, uh, David, while I'm looking at these notes here, do you, can you got a, a comment yeah, here ready to be pulled up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think we had a couple. We actually had multiple people asking if Delivered is in the Vegas market. So I think Nate's like, what's up with the Vegas market? And then somebody on uh, Facebook asking if they can get Delivered in Vegas. Uh, do you know if that's up and running, actually? Or... Yeah, we are in Vegas. We are in Vegas. I'm not sure if it's one of the markets that have a wait list right now. 
though. Um, so there's no, there's no way to, I mean, there's no way to with most apps, I'm just making sure, but there's no way for people to check volume and see how, the, how their market's doing, performing. And I can tell you guys in the chat, if you're wondering like, yeah, why doesn't, cause I've had a lot of people ask me these kind of things. Like why doesn't para, why doesn't delivered? Why don't they have these kind of things? Here's why I was actually told by Curry, uh, Matt Lafferty, the CEO of Curry told me, he said, listen, if we put all the markets we were in and killing it, all our competitors would go to those markets and try and undercut us and destroy us. He's like, so yeah. we have to be very careful about the information that's out there. So it's not hiding stuff. It's hiding stuff from other companies trying to bring down the price of what you'd earn is how I see it. I'm going to bring this one up here, Tim, because I actually I've seen him bring this up a couple different times. I think he posted this up earlier in the chat also, which is like, Ashley, who would I need to contact that's delivered to discuss partnerships? I'm compiling a huge list of merchants in my market that do catering. So either me or one of my business development guys, but you can definitely funnel that through me. Yeah. How should, uh, so how should, he, find, how should he find you? All right, Ashley at delivered.io. <laughs> all right, guys, you're getting all the information. Don't abuse this, you people. <laughs> you. Um, so here is the, uh, I don't know if we ever posted it. I, I think Bud so did it. I don't know if it was the same, but this is the number to, um, did we post this already? I didn't see it if we did. We did this, yeah. is the, this is the 844 number. I just wanted to put that out there and then I'll put Ashley's email in there for you guys as well um really you know it was pretty it's pretty easy to figure out if you want to talk to chris it's chris at delivered <laughs> he's not going to come on in a couple weeks <laughs> oh yeah don't email chris guys not anyway, yet not <laughs> then he'll like, cancel on us <laughs> um but so chris deliver that no i did not <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to protect you i think he's trying oh, to protect okay. you i'm like wait <laughs> He's trying to protect you and put it on the Ashley and the Yeah, and then delivered that um, would probably have so it filtered through I've, their info. I've got a question for you, Ashley. So, like, I feel like I've got to know you. For, I, for a lot of drivers, I think delivered has been, you know, skyrocketing. People have heard about it, but I think you know this has been probably a phenomenon in like the last six months. And suddenly, y'all are everywhere. Y'all are growing like crazy. There's lots of good trips, but I also know that. Uh, I also know that like delivered has been around for a while, right? Uh, like, can you just rewind back? Like, what's the story of delivered? I know from my perspective, Chris has been working on it for a while. Now you all have uh, got a bunch of really good people who joined the team, and you have all these plans. If you could just rewind, like, what's you know, how yeah, did how did you so, get so there? One, I'll put it out there. There's a great um, origin story video on YouTube that you guys can check out. It's a really well done video. You'll get an idea of Chris's personality in it too, which is great. Um, but Delivered's been around for five years. Before that, Chris had another uh, food delivery um, company called Food Cab. And he was eating a cheesecake or cheesesteak, sorry, in Delray Beach, Florida, saw delivery, kind of asked about it and had the idea that he needed it up in Philly, um, Glenside area where he's from and kind of started from there and has just been cultivating relationships over the past five years to kind of grow. Uh, David, you mentioned the great people that came on this year, myself being one of those great people, I hope. Um, we, I've been in the delivery world for the past, gosh, 11 years myself and owned my own delivery company as well in the DC area. And my team, a couple other people from my team who also own delivery services in different areas kind of joined, delivered because we really like Chris's mission. We love the transparency. He's transparent to a fault um, and just kind of joined forces to really accelerate everything. And we did that in this past April, um, just trying to really grow, but also grow responsibly so that we are, you know, we stay true to our customers, which are really our drivers and our restaurant partners. We don't want to take advantage of either. Yeah, I think I remember when hearing like, you know, y'all all decided to join force. I remember thinking like, this is gonna, you know, this look, you know, that's that's a very smart move on every, like this is a bunch, bringing a bunch of real good people together. 
And, you know, here we yeah. are sitting, Thank you. you know, six months later, seven months later, and it looks like, you know, the word's getting out basically. So that's great. I love to hear that. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I saw that UDM corrected me and he said, there's no E in it, Steve. And I was like thinking, I just emailed her today. There's an E in her name. <laughs> like I was like, I didn't notice I had put an E in the delivered part. <laughs> so he was right, Josh. but I was staring at it going, yeah, there is an E. I see Josh, poor guy, <laughs> ate a cheesesteak in Florida. And I see, same thing with you, Gary. I did this. I, I, had, a, I had a Philly cheesesteak in Philly and it wasn't very good. Maybe I went to the wrong place. I'm not sure what happened. I'm like, Gary, I had the exact same experience there. Oh, there we go. Calm down, Gary. We didn't have time to go where I wanted to go. Um, I have to give Gary, Chris a Gary shout was out. Up in Philly, Gary was up in Philly with Josh, who lives there. He should have taken him to one of the best. Come on. <laughs> um, so since, you, since we do have the CSO, um, here today. Um, are there any insights on a couple of things, um, new customers that might be coming on big things that you're looking for in the new year? Um, you know, are there any holiday surprises that might be coming out? Are there any promos or anything that you can allude to that, um, might be cool for people to know? I, I don't want, again, I, you guys, you know how I am. I don't, I don't pressure for secret sauce. Sometimes there's things they can't say. So it would only be what you feel comfortable saying. So, yeah, sure. Um, I guess we are we've hit or we're hitting all of our markets or trying to hit all of our markets with um, driver engagement events. We're heading up to Brooklyn next week or this weekend. So if you guys are from that area, stop on by. You should have gotten an email um, for an invite. And if you didn't, send one my way, and I'll make sure you get to the right people. We love to like do this but on a smaller scale where we can talk to all the drivers individually which is something different than what we do mm -hmm. um we we are doing some delivered drop-ins where we randomly surprise delivered drivers this is really fun i had i got to do this a driver's on their way and we might stop them and just hand them over an ipad and some like cool swag some bags and stuff on the middle of their delivery driver or delivery um we started an Emerald Elite Club, slowly rolled that out this year. So that's kind of for the top 10% of the drivers in a particular market. That means what, they're going to get access to what, orders. What qualifies earlier. top 10%, by the way? So is that just deliveries done yeah. pretty much? Okay. Deliveries done. Yep. Which depends on the market too, newer markets, older markets, things like that. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that it works against the market though too. Like the here's the volume at one market and then the volume at another's up here this one is going to base off this number and how it's many did you take against that relative in your market yeah all against market it's all market by market base yeah so um uh, so that's cool and we're going to be doing some more promos and building out that program more for the drivers which will be nice um since we merged uh delivered never had a sales force and they've done all this phenomenal growth up by like Chris and Brian, who I'm sure you guys have talked to, have done all that sales up by themselves for this whole four and a half years um, until our team kind of joined forces with them. So we have a lot of new direct clients coming on. You're going to see a lot of new different clients, maybe even new markets coming up over the next six months. A lot of these guys are bigger who we're talking to. So it takes a little bit of time to, you know, onboard them and for them to trust us. We mm -hmm. are exploring, we have a couple routed like meal kit deliveries um, in a couple markets throughout the United States. And we're doing phenomenally with those and the drivers love them. So we're gonna be rolling out into additional markets too. That's kind of in a more immediate change that you guys will see. Okay. Um, this is a question that I'm, oh, I was bringing up. Oh, you were bringing it up too, David. <laughs> nice, that's exactly where I was. Because a lot of people have asked me this. Um, one of the things that I saw in the post I made saying, if you can't make the live um, on Facebook, I was like, you know, at least uh, give us some feedback. One was, when are they coming to my market? And I had on every one of them say, what market? And, you know, I can provide you a list of that because there was a whole bunch of them. And, yeah, um, for sure. But, but there, was, uh, there was this too. Some people, like one person really was pretty hot about it. I cooled him down. Um, he was like, he's like, they're, they're, uh, um, user interface is just awful. I won't use that app. And I'm thinking, you know, then don't use it. But if that's your complaint, 
Like I'm sure that they're working on, I see Tim now, again, he does more delivered than probably most people I know. And so he's saying when is he must know something about a new app. Um, do you, is that true? Is this true? Is this... <laughs> yeah. So we are putting a lot of, a lot of efforts into our tech stack this year and into next year. Oh, you're going to make me get everyone mad at me on this podcast today. I'm like, <laughs> then thinking... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like the partner experience would be like, you're it's not her fault. It's my fault. It's not <laughs> Chris her is going to be like, you're promising things. Um, <laughs> the developers are going to be like, what the heck? Yeah, but just don't promise anything. Just just kind of tell yeah. us what you're up to. That's what I was I'm saying. I'm thinking that early, like mid next year, early to mid next year, we'll have a new app out for everyone. But tech always takes a little bit longer than what it should. But yes. that's what we're aiming this for. Why, this is why you're the this is why you're a C suite executive. That's what I've had to learn of the developers. It's just promise at some point further on because Everyone always says it takes two weeks and you're there two months later and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> right. So and to me, it seems easy. Like you can do that, right? Just do this, make that there, right? Just send it out. You can have it tomorrow, so but no. Josh here has been super persistent. I don't understand why. I'm a little confused. Pronounce how to pronounce the reading terminal. Important question. Oh, I think yeah, he's talking. Maybe he's talking. Was he talking about a peer? And I. I thought he was talking about, like, with other apps, can you leave the city and go work in other cities? I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> so... <laughs> but... so you can leave the city and go to other cities, but I do believe, and this one I'm not 100% sure on the answer, but I do think you have to reach out to the partner experience team to make those changes, or if they're not okay. taking. So it's not something that the of... geolocation just picks up and says, oh, you're good to go in here, because... Again, guys, you got to remember that they do what we like. I mean, a lot of us don't, but waiting lists are good. They are good because they keep oversaturation from going too far. And there well, being no orders for anybody. So, you know, if you're vacationing into a market that's everybody's on a waiting list, I'm not saying that you one person could kill it, but you are you're taking that that one person who might be onboarded off potentially that week or that day. I don't know. I mean, well, to Steve, like to, to your point, we don't want also people signing up in one area and that they have no intention of driving in and then popping into the hot area that's right next door either yep. just because they're able to transfer. That, so that and, does play hey, into DJ. it. Yeah, I saw that this was question. A, yeah. I saw yeah, this question earlier. So I travel from state to state weekly. How do you change zones on the fly to get orders in your area fast? It sounds like it's not. And David, this is who we we had DJ and uh, and his wife over at the house during GigCon. Awesome. Yeah. They're the ones we had that, that travel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so, so that's that's uh, him. That's him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's I think what we were just talking about is you need to just reach out to the team. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I mean, who knows? Maybe some states they tell you, oh, we can't do that there. Or we're not live there yet. That could be it too, right? <laughs> you know, um, but I guess what she is saying, um, and again, she said she might not know, but I guess what what I'm get, getting anyways, it's not like a, it's not like DoorDash. You can't just fly somewhere, turn it on, and the geolocation says, oh, you're good. Right. Yeah, so, everybody's grouped into their own region. So you can deliver anywhere within your region, but it's not as easy just from jump from one region to the other. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean this, I've heard of this happening too with apps like Curry that have waiting lists where people find out that the waiting list in their city is so long. They actually do what you said and they get like a family member's address in like two cities over. And then they put that down to see if they'll onboard quicker and they get onboarded and then they put back their city. Right. So it's like a trick to get on the app and oversaturate. Right. And, and that's so what that's, leads to not in the quarters. Yeah. I mean, look, guys, I mean, the best thing you can do is just put in the market you're in and just wait until it until it onboards. Because like she's saying, like there might not there's not going to be enough orders. And if she if there's more people on it, there's even going to be less. Right. So, I mean, we just I mean, I guess I, what I'm saying is it it's it's a slippery slope on how quickly you can become a DoorDash. <laughs> so everybody's trying to stay above the boards here. Paraworks delivered some other companies I know. They're trying to be transparent. They're trying to stay above the boards. 
it's really easy if you slip a little to just go downhill. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. we've every giant did that, you know, honeymoon period, then a crash. And the best so. thing we can do to do that is to just drive our sales team to onboard more customers to get more orders for those markets. And that's kind of where we're going so that we make sure that drivers have orders and then we can onboard new drivers as well when it's right. Um, so I see that, yeah, JP, if you missed it, she was talking about Emerald and Relish um, or the levels. And like, so to get in the Emerald, the top 10%, you have to be in the top 10% of the people taking orders there. And I'm sure fulfilling them counts too. You can't, you got to have a completion rating of 100%. Because <laughs> yeah, even my onboarding areas, made it yeah. very clear. And a lot of the apps that most of the apps that I love do make this clear. Like it's not, maybe not like you'll be deactivated for unassigning one, but don't treat it like DoorDash. Like don't unassign is what I always tell anybody. Don't just don't take it if you don't want it. But unassigning like on Curry is like one of the worst things you can do. You know, they view that as like, okay, that's a big deal with us. Like you well, can't and- do that. Well, too, because, you know, we're protecting those orders for all the other drivers. Like we talked about our partners look at what our reliability rate is. And if that slips, then we get less orders and everybody on the platform gets less orders. So we really have to protect that. So I have a quick question that I'm sure a lot of the people who do it a ton know already know, but um, or have views on. But I'm sure people just starting or people getting ready for it to come to their market don't know is like how what's the approximately the percentage of what comes in at night for the scheduled mornings. And then as a, as more like a, can I call it a hot shot something during the day that's just going to go out? Most of the orders that come in are scheduled. Would you say Um, 90% plus? Yeah, I would. Okay. And that's something we're, we're changing too with what we talked about with those meaningful routes is some of those lower tipped orders might not be catering. So they, can come in more on demand or with 90 minute windows, two hour windows, things like that. Um, Josh, I don't, did she's, she's not from Philly. She didn't say that. <laughs> Virginia and born in Chicago or lived yeah. in Chicago for most of my life. It's, it's Chris yeah. that's in Philly or was that the idea or whatever. So, right. Is that how I'm supposed to say reading? Whatever the word. I think everyone was saying it's reading or reading. It feels like there's this whole debate. I, don't know what's going on. I think <laughs> you got to remember everybody in this chat is typing on a phone. So there's a lot of misspellings going on and stuff. Sometimes we got to like, it's like a, it's like a barrier. Um, I have one here from Josh. So anyway, to get more breakfast and late afternoon orders, I don't mind taking $20 orders then, but I can't do it at lunch. Yeah, no, we're, that's one of the things, like I said, we're trying to get more of those outside of those delivery, the lower deliveries to fill out those days. That's one of our main focus. So we're coming, it's coming like 2024 is going to be even a bigger change than what you've seen over 2023. Right. And I'll say that what is, because I mean, we should also let, again, we should treat this as kind of the intro before, um, before, Chris comes on, you know, so that we can pick it up from where we left off here. But um, when the offer comes in, you get it's again, guys, it's not it's not coming in as a round robin, right? It's coming in directly to me and it's available to me for a specific amount of minutes. Yes. So how long when I get one? So again, guys, they come in in a text and you get how long? Mm. A couple minutes, and it kind of depends on the client that it's coming from in from too, because we have different we have different levels that we have to live up to by each client also. So that varies. Okay, because like yeah, see, people have answered this before, and like Josh is saying, it's five minutes. See, I don't know if that's true on every one. No, I I would not say that that's true on everyone. I I can text and find out for you guys real quick because I don't know the answer to that, and I should. So I'm really sorry. Um, no, gig but, gig wise, what do you know about this? Put it in the chat. He he knows about this too. So, um, because I think he was the one telling me about about the times with these. Um, but yeah, I know that. I mean, if I I I actually was thinking it was a little more. Like, see here here raised on Scrabble says 16 minutes. Chris Baker says five to 15 he's seen. Um, So I think there is a variance. Five to 15 is. That sounds right to you. 
Yeah. And even for the Emerald Elite drivers, those orders start getting assigned 45 minutes earlier the night before for those drivers. So they have that extra kind of buffer to take those orders before they get passed on to the to the next round of drivers itself. Right. So the non-Emeralds all still drop at the same time. But if people are seeing, so maybe that's part of it too. If people are seeing less orders, a few less orders at the drop time, maybe it's because the Emerald people are in front of you getting them. Not all of them. I'm just saying that that's another reason to try and become an Emerald driver, which I'm sure is, it can be hard for all of us. I mean, no, I don't think many people are relying on delivered only to make their living. You know, this is, again, it's and, part of the multi-app family is how I look at it. And we encourage people to multi-app, you know, yeah. like take us for for the lunchtime. And I did get the official answer. It is five to 15 minutes, depending on the order type and how close it is to the drop-off date. And when you guys get the text message that comes through with it, it'll tell you how long that you have to, to accept that order. I mean, I see Cray Cray here says this and says, it's always been five for her. That's awesome. Glad to hear that. Um, Josh, you know, our, I was going to say Josh uh, asking how to bribe the <laughs> bribe our dispatchers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, Josh, you don't have enough money. But Soto was saying thank you also. It looked like, yeah, I think Bud Soto was saying he overslept on his first ever and didn't make it, but you still gave him a chance. So. Oh, no. But, but did, but did our, he oversleep and he still did it? Bud Soda's pretty good at like maybe making it still happen. So maybe he still made it work. <laughs> or did he, or did you straight up get unassigned? Uh, I'm not sure, but I did that the other day. So my, my I always do this. I do this probably once every couple of months is where I mix up the PM and the AM and just set myself an alarm for like, you know, 7.45 PM. Like, hey, Ellen, how are you? So Ellen got a call, deli uh, call delivered. Uh, they wanted me to take an order. It was $20 for nine miles, but I declined later. I thought maybe I should have taken it. Um, will that affect me later? So Ellen, we were talking about this earlier. Acceptance, to those who are questioning it, acceptance rate does not matter on the delivered platform, other than maybe if you're trying to go for the Emerald level. Is that a correct way to say it? Yeah, I mean, you just ex just take mostly everything and do a really good job. <laughs> You know, everyone's going to have everything. stuff, <laughs> mostly everything, you know, like, I don't know, like, or I shouldn't say don't take it, don't drop it, don't, don't drop it later, like last yeah. minute, not take it, you're more than welcome to decline it, but just don't drop it last minute. And obviously, you guys can even, under, even if you don't, even if that doesn't seem like, oh, I don't like that. If you think about it, that's another cost. That would be another cost that would pay drivers less because if they have to now reassign this on the fly, they're probably going to have to add money to it to get somebody out there quick enough. And now they got to please this client. Those are the kind of things that bring down apps. So like she said, that's how I tell you guys about Curry all the time. Don't take it if you don't want it. Paraworks, yeah. don't take it if you don't want Look at, Don't treat it like another app and look at it and go, I got to decide, okay, I'll take it. And then something else comes in another app and you, and you do, I don't want it. Just take them but take them knowing, okay, this is what I've done. <laughs> like, this is my move and I've made it. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, yeah, accepting it in the very beginning doesn't matter or declining it. Right. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they get orders and they're, let's say they decline everyone, it's not affecting them getting more in their feed. No. The only thing that might affect it from what we've learned today is that if somebody is on an emerald level, they and that's the only the top 10% of the people in your market, they are seeing the orders before you. And therefore it might get snatched up by those people. Me too, Shane. I'd love to see more orders there. Everywhere. I want to see them everywhere, you know, but we'll we'll look. I mean, I would love to see if you have a list of where people are asking for more orders and we could even check. Oh, into I'll send it. it to, I'll send you the list of people asking. Cause some of the cities, like I was telling you earlier are cities where I'm thinking I, I really would be surprised if they're not there. <laughs> like, so I'm wondering maybe they just aren't sure, or maybe they got on a waiting list a long time ago and somehow used a different email than they normally do. And didn't remember yeah. that part and haven't checked it. Cause maybe they are. Cause I saw cities where, after she said how many markets they're in, I was like, well, some of the cities I saw can't not be, they can't not be in there. Yeah, so, send that over. Yeah, send I will. That over for sure. Even if you have the drivers or whoever's email, the driver's email, put that in and we can reach out to them if, 
if it's a market that we're not waitlisted in. So, I mean, without, again, without, I mean, I, we're going to wrap it up here, but without giving away too much, like, can you tell us a few of the, and, and it doesn't have to be in any order, a few of the top markets so that maybe those people in them know, and maybe because we know a lot of people in all the markets, that way we have a better sense of gauge of market to market. Oh, wait, that's one of the ones she says does really well. Yeah. So all those, you know, kind of tier one cities are pretty good. Um, Texas is great for us. Dallas, Austin, South Florida is really good. Um, lots in New York, but New York is challenging also with bikes versus cars. You know, that that's a challenging market. Chicago, kind of the normal places that you would you would think. Like how is how is my market? I mean, we're a little newer. How is Denver? Denver's pretty good. So pretty far, good. pretty good or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say it's our it's an I don't think it's in our top ten, but it's still but it's also new. Yeah. Right. Like I said, you've been here for May, not even two months. Yeah. So um yeah, Ellen's outside of Vegas. Like, She's in it feels like you've brought in everyone here who's asking for Vegas. I'm not sure what's what's going on today, but people Vegas wants to live. Well, there's a lot of East Coasters too on here. I can see, you yeah. know, Bud Soda's in New York. A lot of people in New York. Josh is in Philly. Um, Gigwise is in St. Louis. Um, but yeah, Ellen's in Henderson. So she's outside of Vegas. But Henderson is its own market too. It's a big, it's a big area. Mm -hmm. um, but so I would imagine, Ellen, um, I think we discussed this in earlier before you came on that just, you know, it's just based on the order volume that they're getting when we also kind of did a comparison earlier to DoorDash losing stake. And that's why a lot of these growing apps are doing so much better grabbing clients because DoorDash is done. They're done with them because mm -hmm. this, the unassigned feature on DoorDash that wrecks catering. I mean, like oh, yeah. how, yeah, how you were saying, you know, just, if just don't take it, but don't unassign it. The fact that you can unassign things on DoorDash, I mean, that's like, and just get a little, slap on the wrist that that's not treating the customers for what they're paying for. Right. 100%. So I, I get that. So I know we're, uh, we're coming right up on time here, I guess. Ashley, do you have any sort of like parting words for people or anything you want to sort of end, end the stream? And don't bombard her email guys. <laughs> yeah. Don't bombard my email. <laughs> I appreciate all the tough questions and um, I'm excited for Chris to be on here in a couple weeks too. He's such a great guy and he'll be super transparent with you guys as well. 2024 is going to be really great for us. And I'm happy that you guys have all these questions because it means that you're interested in the delivered app and we're interested in talking to you guys and working together. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really think like, I think before we hopped on Ashley, like I sort of said, that like, we've just heard delivered come up more and more and more and more. So the poll is really rolling That's there. Cool. That's exciting. And I think you can even see that sort of in the comment section here. People are on delivered. They want to know more about delivered. They want more delivered. So it's just awesome. Uh, also, yeah. thank you just showing up on a couple hours notice and just dropping in. So <laughs> Yeah, no problem. no problem. It makes me I wonder if fun. Chris is at home watching and he's not even sick and he's just going, let's see how, I, how she does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or let's see what I have to deal with in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, thank you, Ashley. And for those of you wondering, um, like I was saying about CEOs through the end of the month, we, we have, so now here's the schedule, you guys. Next Thursday, we, real quick, we have um, uh, hopefully ParaWorks workers who are going to come on and tell us about their experiences on ParaWorks. The following Thursday we have, which is the Thursday before Thanksgiving, we have um, the CEO uh, from Dumpling um, and then Thanksgiving off. And then the week after we have the CEO from Moves. The week after that, we have Chris from Delivered. And then the week after that, we have Ryan, the CEO from Gridwise, and then it'll be the holiday break. So that is, I mean, it's, it's all CEOs leading up to this other than next week. And um, yeah, I mean, luckily again, Ashley joined us because I know a lot of you guys were waiting for this. Uh, next time we will be on the Facebook group too, which is the largest Facebook group for DoorDash drivers, 75,000 plus. We will be live streaming it with Chris. And we expect a lot of questions from there because those people are, they're the ones who do DoorDash only and they're livid right now. They're livid and looking for options. So yeah, I've, I I, I'm a mod, I'm a moderator in that group. 
And uh-huh. I even had to ask, what am I even supposed to do here? Everybody's going off yeah. the chart. And She's so like, like, people here are like, why haven't you responded to my comments? I'm like, this is with like, you know, 30 or 40 people putting comments. I can't imagine 75,000. So that's good. Dude, yeah, I mean, every, every day when I, if I go on to, I don't go on Facebook much, but when I do, it'll say, you know, there's 485 requests to join the group. Wow. Like, and then the next oh, wow. day it'll say 625. That's every day it's refreshing. But then there's all these comments. And so I asked the person in charge, Michelle, I was like, so how, how do I know which ones I'm supposed to? Cause I'm like, cause I looked at these, the ones in there and there was like 33. I'm like, and I only saw two that I would let go. The other, the other 31, I would delete and not allow in the group. And she's like, I only saw one. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so I'm doing the right thing. Okay, good. So, um, but that's a lot of people who are very, very upset. And we've seen the, the anger come out in wrong ways from people and we're not holding it against anybody. It's just what it is. People are having tough times right now. Yeah. But, so that's going to be a really good one with Chris. Um, David will be all over the chat pulling the questions because I'm sure there's going to be a lot. Um, so I think we've laid the groundwork. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us. And thank Ashley. Hit that like on the way out and don't bombard her or that 844 number. <laughs> That was we a gift she well. gave us. She, she, you know, we don't want to feel like we trapped her. We don't want to feel like we got her in trouble, you know. So use it, no use it with care. And uh, that, that said, thank you, Ashley, again for joining us. Really appreciate your time. And uh, we'll see you next week here on the Gig App podcast presented by Para. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs>